0: Also from mudhousemedia.com. Join Patrick McEnroe
1: as he has conversations with incredible guests on his tennis podcast, Holding Court. Share his love of tennis, the tournaments, events, and news with other professional athletes, artists, Hollywood stars, and CEOs. Exclusively on the Mudhouse Media Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome to Tiny's Table. On this week's episode, I'm speaking with actor Gina Torres. Gina? Yes. Oh, hey, how are you? I'm good. Hi. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just great. Thank you. Perfect. Good. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. How you been? Of
2: course. I'm, you know, I'm good. Yeah. All things considered, I'm healthy so yeah. far, yep. thank God. Um, I don't want it. Don't want anybody I know to have it. That's, I know that's right. Yeah, I'm not taking that chance. Don't want to. Um. Uh. And you know, just bored.
1: <laughs> does it? Well, you don't look um, bored on the uh, I, on the IG on the gram. Um, does uh-huh. this? I mean, all work has come to a halt for you, right? Because you're studio driven.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Are there exactly. projects like voiceover projects or things like that that could come your way?
2: I do. I I've, I I've, um, actually I'm I'm uh recording something tomorrow. So oh, I, that's I great. You have some voiceover stuff that I'm that I'm working on. It's, it's easy, you mm-hmm. know, going to the studio mm-hmm.
0: and,
2: and I mean, it's pretty socially distant mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. when you're doing voiceover stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, so so that breaks it up a little bit. Well, that's not as good. much as I'd like, but yeah, <laughs> but, but not bad. Um, yeah, just keeping well, it together. I mean, what can I tell you? Well, speaking speaking of voices,
1: <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot more to talk about than you think. No, <laughs> speaking of voices, yeah. I mean, I knew you had a beautiful speaking voice, but then I was you know doing some more homework where, you know, we are friends of friends and getting to know each other. But I didn't know that uh-huh. you were a singer, uh, mezzo yeah. so soprano. Formally trained and performed on Broadway, and you're a triple threat. All those things. Well, it may be a quadruple a, a quadruple threat. <laughs> well, I was going to say if you if you count roller skating, which I saw yeah, you roller well, skating. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. anybody who, anybody who roller skates is a friend of mine. You know that I love. <laughs> I don't do it very well these days, but I try. Oh
2: my God, that was such a staple of. of- just my my social life and transportation mm-hmm. in the eighties. So mm-hmm. much fun growing up in New York and, and getting to do that.
1: Did you skate in around the town around the city of New York?
2: I skated around the city. I primarily skated um, in the park in Central uh-huh. Park. Uh-huh. You know they had they had a they had a couple of great uh, areas where you could yeah um, yeah I remember like that skate and dance exactly. in a circle and then just. Uh, yep. There was a, a a really lovely hill um, right where um, uh, oh god Tavern on the Green mm-hmm. is located, where you were able to to do like the obstacle course with you know crushed cans and things <laughs> like that. So I did that, and
1: wow. Um,
2: sometimes I'd skate all the way home. Uh, I also was a roller skating hostess at the saloon restaurant. What which is which is now
1: gone. <laughs> was that down in the um, in the village and No, continent? where was the
2: it saloon? Was, it was right across the street from Lincoln Center.
1: Oh, that place. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. It
2: was cavernous. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you remember it, but it was I also do like now. On two, Two different levels. The bar was up on one level. The,
1: the uh, and you were a the, roller the skating hostess.
2: Yes, I was, and there were oh. roller skating waiters, which were that unbelievable, like a with like
1: trays of food and like carrying plates. What was like, the training? Five plates of food. What could the training be like for that? I can't. It even. was
2: just. <laughs> it was such a product of its time. You know, there were these crazy roller skaters. Um, who, who, you know, a lot of them were actors, a mm-hmm. lot of them, you know, musicians mm-hmm. who, who just were that good. But from, and a, yeah,
1: from a, no, from an owner's perspective, it just sounds like insane liability. <laughs>
2: uh, well, one of the owners was a crazy roller skater as well.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was,
2: he, he came in one day. I that's that's, what, that's how it started. He came in on the skates and. You know, just ran the front, never took them off.
1: I'm so tempted to do that here now that I have, you know, we're not serving dine in and I have this big space. And one of my friends came the other day and she loves roller skate too. She's like, Have you roller skated in here? And I'm like, No, but it has crossed my mind and I might have to try. <laughs> but also, now you make me feel better about um, one of my. um, Less than notable job positions where I was a, a server at the Chicago Pizza by Factory in Paris, right off the of Champs Elysees. Oh, oh and my goodness! I know. I had to wear a black A-frame dress and a name tag. But here's the clincher: we had to dance to Grease Lightning twice a night. We had oh to, geez. We had to stop. <laughs> we had to stop everything we were doing. We had to tell our customers, "I have to go dance." Je dois danser, and run to the front of the re- <laughs> run to the front of the restaurant, and you know. It was, quasi choreographed really it was just a bunch of like 20 somethings acting silly and it was just part of the oh my
2: god i know i know i wish there were (laughs)
1: random i know i wish there were like (laughs) iPhones. so it was in between my cooking school i was there for about four months they were closed for four months and then they reopened and so during that closure i went to paris and i needed to make some money so that Mm -hmm. that was my option
2: (laughs) that's amazing yeah i love it you, gotta you got to no do what you got to do.
1: There's no shame in that. Right. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. So
2: Absolutely.
1: Wow. So um, I know. And then uh, recently, I know, just like probably one of the last times I spoke to you, you were off to be at one of the Grand Marshals of the Rose Parade. How, uh, yeah. how was that? You were very excited about that. How was it?
2: Well, I mean, now I'm even more sort of honored, and I look back on that knowing that that they had to cancel it this year. Yeah. Um. So that just kind of, you know, I was like, oh my god, I, you know, we got that in, right? <laughs> I exactly. Got, I, got, I got that in. Exactly. And, no more and gatherings. It will like come that. back. Right. It will come back eventually. Um, but yeah, that was that was. So surreal I was just looking at my pictures from that actually just the other day Um, and there's a shot uh, um, that a friend took of it was Rita Moreno and Lori Hernandez and myself the Mm -hmm. three of us were the grand marshals and we're standing in like the the decal like the giant decal Mm -hmm. in the middle of the football field of the road and it's a sea of people
1: Oh my goodness.
2: And both, you know, teams and all the, you know, and all the team men and Kingsmen and and everybody, you know, just sort of on the the sidelines. And I Mm -hmm. thought, wow, when will that
1: ever happen again? That was a surreal
2: experience. Yeah. That was a complete surreal experience. And my arm was exhausted from waving (laughs) by the end of (laughs) the
1: long parade. It's a long
2: route. It's a long route.
1: Is it really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Parades are just so not really on my radar that much anymore. I, um, I don't know. It seemed like I remember growing up, there was always a parade and my mom would always drag me to the parade. Of course you wanted to see it, you know, but, um, since I've been, I guess, I don't know, an adult and cooking and focused on my work, I just parades aren't on my radar, but yeah, well,
2: you know, that's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But they still happen. And they
2: do i you know i grew up in new york city and it was oh that's it was, huge there were parades all the time there's right? the saint patrick's day parade there's
1: you know at one point that, you know, what's the, the, the gates
2: of gay pride
1: just kept getting bigger and bigger right and yeah, then it's the, italian the, the, festival um, down in little italy they had a parade too i think yep
2: absolutely hispanic day yeah. parade of course macy's uh yep. thanksgiving day parade yep. um
1: with there a parade was, out know. in Brooklyn, um, West Indian parade. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> lots
2: of. Fun. Oh, oh, lots of. So, but I, Rose Bowl, unless you're a sports fan, which we weren't necessarily sports fans. Yeah. Um, that's such. I think that's primarily a West Coast thing. Yeah,
1: for sure. Because for sure. I don't. I don't
2: remember the Rose Bowl being on my radar.
1: I think my, my I dad was now a,
2: that I, after I've done it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dad was a big uh, football viewer. So I, I knew of it. I knew about it. Mm-hmm. But so growing up in New York City of Cuban descent, um, what did you eat growing up? Did you like at home? Did you guys eat the food of your heritage? Did you eat everything? I mean, New York City, you have everything at your you know fingertips, all sorts of ethnic cuisine.
2: Oh, uh, primarily Cuban food. Really? My mom, my, yeah, oh, absolutely. My <sighs> mom was a homemaker. My mom was, uh, you know, she stayed home. And we never went out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just not what we did. Yeah. That's not how we were raised. We never went out. Once in a blue moon, yeah. we'd have Chinese food. Wow. Um, And every other... I mean, I got. I mean, I remember the first time we had McDonald's. Like that was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That was a, that was a thing. <laughs> um, but that's how I learned to cook. It's like I would just watch my mom cook every day.
1: Oh my gosh! Um, and you've reinvent got to, the
2: wheel every day, and will do, you cook do, for me you know, one do day. Do what she could,
1: uh, of course. Please, I love <laughs> Cuban food. You know, I my last gathering was um, outside of Miami for the Super Bowl. And mm. I was whenever I had a minute of downtime, I was out there looking for a good uh Cuban sandwich or, you know, red beans and red. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. You oh, promised yeah. Now, you said that I have oh, that yeah. re- I have that recorded now, so I
2: have said that before I know you have, you, know, you the have the funny thing is but when when you were here there yeah. were so many things going on. I know. Um and and actually my daughter got to cook for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she did. Because I think she's I was so working. Adorable. And you yeah. and, yes. And, and she you know, wanted to make me her world things. famous lemon pancakes. Correct. Remember? <laughs> world, <I> famous. <laughs> world famous. World famous. How, how is Delilah? How's she doing now?
2: She's great. She's 13. Oh, she my. just turned 13 and she's all of that.
1: I'm, I'm quite <laughs> certain because she already was all of that. Please tell her hello. One of my favorite stories is when uh, she came and you both came and had the chicken and waffles. And uh, mm-hmm. another friend was trying to take a bite. And she said, insert caution tape here. <laughs> like, do, <laughs> do not cross this line. These are my waffles. <laughs> that's yeah. that's great. Yeah, she's still pretty good about her food. Mm. Absolutely. That's good to hear. So yeah. another like food story, well, a thought that came to my mind because I was... I was looking up some uh, images of you, and I remembered that dress that you wore to the royal wedding, which is so gorgeous. It just, mm, and thank I Yes, yeah, so you looked gorgeous. The dress was gorgeous. So I wanted to ask about the food at the wedding because I didn't hear anything about the food at the wedding. How was the food? Who was the caterer? Yeah, there was
2: really, there's
1: really no need for you to hear about the food at the wedding. <laughs> Why not? I want to know what they ate. Can you not, are you can you not talk about it I,
2: I you know I, it, it, it's fine I mean it, it, it's not a big deal not to me was it good I, you know, it from what I can remember quite honestly <laughs> I mean that was a lot I, I mean I just got to set up the, you know that that whole day and that whole like three days was um so informed by jet lag and it's exhaustion Mm, and, mm. and, and like just pulling it all together. And I was, I was traveling with family Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, just making sure there, you know, everyone was situated, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, making sure that everything got there and was sort of set up at when we had to be, it was, um, it was exhausting. So by the time we got, to Windsor Castle, and it was just everything was such a blur <laughs> that by the time we got to the reception, I had one um, uh, goal, and that was to get as tipsy and as, <laughs> and as, as quickly as possible. And we get in there, <laughs> and I it's remember hilarious. having to pee so i'm looking for the bathroom at, you know it's it, windsor castle <laughs> and and it's just every female that had to make that run was <clears throat> i mean i was standing in line in the bathroom what? at windsor castle I thought they with had... the duchesses and the oh princess and the ladies of and the, you know everyone's checking their hat checking their dress. Tr- you mean there's <laughs> not like a, sure a bathroom
1: there's not a bathroom for every person at the castle. I mean, no. that's <laughs> everybody no. doesn't have their own bathroom. Okay. I uh, it.
2: No, it was pretty much set up that, you know, <laughs> there, there was the ground floor area. There were stalls. Sorry, folks. <laughs> it's
1: just what it is. All right. Well,
2: yeah. And uh, so I think by the time I got into the room where. They were passing the food around. I was a good two flutes in because they were really good about making sure that your glass was full. Mm-hmm. So bet. what I can, what I can remember, um, there there was a mushroom risotto, mm-hmm. and um, maybe there was some chicken. <laughs>
1: Well that must have been surreal too just I mean being there. I mean yeah. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine.
2: Yeah. I mean really the food wasn't was was not. I mean it is it, it's uh, I mean that's the perfect word. I can't think of a different word for that. You just
1: Yeah. So many weddings there. aren't about that, but I just thought I'd ask because it just flew across my radar again. I was like, "Oh, I got to ask her about mm-hmm. the food there." Um Yeah. So let's get back to your uh, your triple threat Broadway TV and, and film too, right? You've, um, I, yeah, I've, I've
2: done a little bit of film.
1: What do, do you have a favorite? And I wanted to ask you about comedy versus drama because I recently saw you in that comedy spot on a Black Lady sketch show, and I just like, I don't know, I think I would like doing comedy, but I'm not an actor. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I would be able to make it through with a straight face. <laughs>
2: Uh, you're not always supposed to, you know. I, I uh, they, they run one of the TV channels here. Runs uh, old stuff like mm. you know what TV Land used to do.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And uh, every night they run the Carol Burnett oh, that's so show.
1: Amazing. And you
2: just watch Carol Burnett and Harvey Corman and and Tim Conway. Just, uh, Lose it. <laughs> <laughs> know. It's what you live for. I just remember right. living for those moments when right. I was a kid watching that. Same. Um, I
1: grew up with that too. I,
2: yeah. yeah. So so good. So funny.
1: Um, uh, what do What do I prefer? Um, well, you do. You I, mostly do work in dramatic, right?
2: I I do a lot of dramatic. I'm I'm kind of you know a lot of writers appreciate my dry wit, and, mm-hmm. and so they. You know, they tend to to write um, that in um, mm-hmm. because I, I can deliver a deadpan line. Um, I
1: bet I bet growing up in New York has a little something to do with that.
2: Little something to do with that. <laughs> little yeah, little bit. I, I can see. that. Um, I would. I, you know, I don't consider myself to be. Particularly funny, although there are people in, in my life that think I'm hilarious <laughs> and, and don't understand why I don't do more more comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the luck of the draw. I I I think it has a lot to do with um, my presence mm-hmm. on screen and mm-hmm. what and what it lends itself to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, many people have said I, I have an innate authority. Mm-hmm. Which is why I end up playing a lot of these authoritative, strong, mm-hmm. powerful women.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, which I don't, which mind is amazing at all. Yeah, which, you know, they're fun. They're great.
1: And we we've um, needed more characters like that to represent, yes. you know, strong women of color doing their thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: And but you know, as an actor, you're going well. I
2: can be soft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I can be dumb. <laughs> I I can miss the point occasionally. Um, you know, you want to be somebody's wife. You want to be somebody's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You want to be the just a, a fully rounded human being.
1: Yeah, to show that vulnerability, right? That's yeah. like that. Those are some of the characters that I think we all gravitate yeah. towards. Mm-hmm. And
2: it's also been it's also been my my experience and and also my my own personal. Agenda Mm -hmm. in playing these women is is to reveal the chink in the armor, to Mm. reveal the soft spot. It's because it's only then that you can really appreciate how strong they have to be at any given moment.
1: Oh, that is so true and well said. I really appreciate that being, you know, a leader in my organization, owning my business, and the assumptions that people, you know, project on me that, Mm you know, I'm always strong. I'm always in control. or I always have this together. It's like, no, you have right. no idea. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, you got to pull up. You got to pull up, level up. That's right. <laughs> and, go. and act the part. You know, I've used that expression. Before. No, we're not yeah. actors in this restaurant, but sometimes you can be having a back day, but you walk through those doors, you got to act the part. Your part today Absolutely. is to be a host or to be a server. For me, it's to be a restaurant owner. And mm-hmm. do, I, do I feel like kissing another baby no but i'm gonna go do that (laughs) you know not not anytime soon but (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah i do i do absolutely you know we we call it take the funk mm -hmm, take the funk so
2: and and then at some point you know but the, the funk is real mm-hmm. and you, you know you don't want to mess with it but there are some days where you just you know everybody has those
1: days that's right and
2: some days you just gotta go oh, okay now i've got this is what it looks like right <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i maybe like... by the end of maybe by three o'clock i'll get there but right now
1: exactly yeah. do you like social media for that because i know like in your your instagram feed for example you're you're willing to show all sides of yourself, you know, you're exercising, you're, you're doing this, you're sweating, you woke up, you know, all of us in COVID, it's like, we're overgrown, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so, you know um, or, you know, cause it used to be when you were a celebrity or an actor, I mean, it was always this mysteriousness, right? And you just, yeah, your photos were styled photos or whatever. Do you like that? Or, um, you know, just sort of... Having that more connection to you know, I
2: I, I have a genuine um, love hate relationship. Well, I'm not even gonna say love, like, yeah, mildly appreciate hate relationship <laughs> with social media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really do. It took Understood. me it took me a really really long time to get on it. I got on it uh, for very specific reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. I was
2: bullied into it by my. <laughs> <laughs> my representation
1: <laughs> by my people because you know you need to join the rest of the world and yeah make this happen, it's this a, how business is happening that's right it's a business tool at this point it really is yeah
2: it is and you know at the at at, at the risk of alienating or disappointing anybody who follows me it mm. is a job i did not want mm-hmm. it is a distraction i do not uh, value that part mm-hmm. um and it is and and i've said this before before i was on you know when i had to defend my stance not being a part of social media because mm-hmm. i've only been on it for maybe two years mm-hmm. maybe two and a half years which is was not very, very much, long which, considering not how long, long you've been working and yeah exactly um, you know, everybody on suits just ran up on board and just gave yeah, and I was just like the only one. Like, you know, our fans are wondering where you are. like, Well, let's keep
1: wondering. <laughs> and um it was Do you regret not being on it sooner or no. No, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> no,
2: no, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I believe truly still that an actor's greatest one of an one of one of the things that an actor should always hold on to mm-hmm. is, is mystery. Mm. Is there mystery? Is their privacy? Is there mm-hmm. their boundaries? Mm-hmm. Um, we are in a position where, depending on your your level your own level of success depending on uh where how how you are successful whether you know it's film or television television is a little is a little uh more to the point Mm -hmm. that i'm making where it's you are in intimate relationships Mm -hmm. with people Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that you will never meet
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and based on who they're in a relationship with and i've been doing this a while now so i have I I have fans from different places in my timeline as an actor.
1: And I was going to say that. I was looking at your IMDb. I'm like, you're like Henry Winkler. You know, you got fans <laughs> that knew you as, like, you know, this character and that. And they're different. They're very different. right? And they're different very fan different. Fan yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. And they have, and, like, sometimes I'll read through comments and, you know, and to, to some people, I'm Zoe. I will always be Zoe mm-hmm. from Firefly. To some mm-hmm. people, I'm Jessica. I will always be Jessica mm-hmm. from from Suits. Mm-hmm. You know, from other other people, it's it's like uh, uh, I think I love my wife, mm-hmm. or it's, um, uh Westworld, or Cleopatra twenty five, twenty five, or it, I mean, any number of things. And mm-hmm. So, and so as you go through these things and this is the the thing about celebrity this is the thing about social media it doesn't matter what you put out there they filter your content And, and what you put through
1: through the eyes of who they have the relationship with right right that makes sense so I can post
2: Gina Torres, Mm -hmm. (laughs) roller skating. Mm -hmm. And inevitably there will be a comment that says, you know, Jessica would never, Jessica roller skating. It's like, okay, (laughs) see, get a grip. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh my
1: goodness. It's not
2: Jessica roller skating. So, so on one hand it, I love that people have, that, that I have been able to sort of permeate their consciousness in such a way that these characters that I've created are important to them.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and and very often I'm important to them or those characters are important to them because wherever they were in their lives, it got them through something, it got them away from something, mm-hmm. it got them, it entertained them in a way, mm-hmm. it, showed, it taught them or showed them whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I I live in them in that way, right? In that part of them in that way, and that's an incredible honor, and that's an incredible gift to be able to to have and give. Yeah, it is. Um, it's at a- the same time, the the part the, the piece of celebrity, whether it's social media, the engagement of social media, or when you're out with your fans,
0: mm-hmm.
2: they. The thing is, when you're when you're out with when you're out living your own life,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they need you to be who that who you are to them.
1: That's right.
2: And you're out in the in your in the world being you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. living
2: your life.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: the thing about social media is that it, it perpetuates and and steals more time away from my being able to just live my life as Gina Torres mm-hmm. because there are more people out there who really aren't particularly interested in Gina Torres, but <sighs> in who they need Gina Torres to be.
1: Ooh, that's the truth, right? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> wow. You just it down. I, I know it's, you know, I was talking about this with someone else, this sort of, you know, once you have some kind of notoriety, people, their projection of who they think you should be. Um, it's a lot, you know, I even have that in my world. Um, the assumptions people make about, you know, me as a chef and, oh, don't you just love, you know, cooking? And uh, no, not really anymore. Actually, I love the business, <laughs> you know, like, especially don't like it when I have to clean up. Um, I like, <laughs> I like hospitality. I'm really into the hospitality business. I like, I love media. Mm. I love creating experience. I love creating and creating opportunity right now. Um, yeah, but people want you to be a certain way. And then, you know, they, yeah, they approach you and they think, Oh, I've seen her on TV and she's this way or that way. And then they think it's going to like, but I'm not on TV now. I'm in my restaurant. And this is a business, you know, and I need you to do this job right now. And I might not smile when I ask you to do it because I'm not on TV. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm really,
2: um, I'm really bad at taking pictures. (laughs) Like folks just want to come up and expect you to expect a selfie, expect the automatic selfie. And, and. And I won't do it.
1: Good for you. Get
2: those I, boundaries I are I'm very, so important. Very, really, yeah, I be, because I figure I said you, I'm if if you want time with me, mm-hmm. if you want to experience this, these five seconds or these eight seconds that you have with me, then look me in the eye.
1: That's right. Oh my gosh. Talk to me. That's right. Have ha- take me in. Yes. And and.
2: Let's have not a full on conversation, but take me in. Right. Don't just don't just snag a trophy that you can then post and right. say, "Look what I saw." Right. And, and it re- at that moment it really does become, "Look what I saw," not who mm, I saw. Mm,
1: yeah. Look you're what. Objectified. Look what I
2: got. Yeah. Look what I got. Mm. And and I try to eliminate that and just you know I mean shaking hands isn't going to really happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but just acknowledge acknowledge a human being
1: that's right i am
2: i if you want me to acknowledge you and your humanity then i need you to do the same for me because it's give and take
1: Hmm. wow that's i appreciate that and people should yeah should ask with some respect and remember though when like before um before phones with cameras when people would ask for autographs, like what's the yeah. point, what's the point of that? Yeah, and, like, I know. I've lost
2: so many. It's the uh, same yeah, sort of thing. Thinking. Like
1: autograph. Why would you, what are you going to do with that? You know? Um yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, you know, for me in the restaurant, a lot of people want to take a photo in the restaurant and um, yeah, I'm happy to do it because again, most of the time they're going to post it and send business my way. It's a business thing, you know? Right. It's a, a choice and um, if they're in the restaurant yeah. they're they're taking in some of me but I get your point and you're when you're out in your world the sort of invasiveness that's um that's a downside yeah of this like of this uh, I this uh, well, I'm,
2: camera I'm phone working. situation
1: right 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, it feels you're like not. I'm working
2: and I'm yeah. not working you know I'm, I'm trying to, to pick a good steak for tonight <laughs> or, <laughs> that's right. Yum. or you know, waiting for my kid to you know to come you know to be done at CVS, whatever it is, yep. that's the situation. Is. And and I don't want to sound ungrateful because I'm not. I'm no, and you so, don't. You don't. So so grateful to be able to do what I get to do, and it's and it's incredibly humbling. Yeah, like I said, to be able to have that kind of impact. Well, in the world.
1: That comes through. I mean, first time I met you, you're just so incredibly warm. That that comes through with without a doubt. Very down to earth. And thank you um, for being that thank way. You. Uh so thank let, you. let's go back to some food stuff. So what yeah. um, so did you have like a, a family culinary hero? Did you learn I think you said you learned from your mom, but was she the primary cook in the in the family or the extended family?
2: She was the primary cook in the family. Mm-hmm. I uh, had um, a great aunt who also cooked quite a bit, and I, and I learned some tricks from her.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, there were a couple of things that she really helped me perfect, which was um, uh, croquette.
1: Mm. Made out of?
2: Made out of well, you know, you can make a croquette out of anything. Right. She she would make these these um these potato ham croquettes mm. that were insane. Um, my you know my mom and I and I still do um, you know love the salmon croquettes, mm-hmm. uh, chicken croquettes. Those are a, a staple, which are great because it's kind of like well, whatever's left over, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> like- you make a croquette out of whatever's left over. <laughs> You might have just come up with a new uh, fast food concept. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe.
2: maybe. But then I remember there there was my great aunt Rafaela. My mom for years talked about this this dessert that she would make. Hmm. And it was called Yema Doble. And I was very young, I think I must have been younger than Delilah. I, maybe I was ten or eleven, and we were in the Bronx. And I remember so clearly that she came and she stayed with us for a weekend. And I told her that Mom had been talking about her Yema Doble, and she said, "I'll teach you."
1: Now, and before you go any further, let me—I got the second word Doble, right? Yeah, double. What's yes. the first word? Yema. What it, how do you spell that? Uh, uh, J- I
2: believe I no, I think it's a, a Y. Y E M A could be it could be double L E M A, but and I'm not quite sure. Does that because, have a direct you know, I, I translation?
1: Oh, because what? Um, well, it 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 was. Um, uh, so,
2: la yema del huevo. Okay. My Spanish isn't that good, but go ahead. Oh I know. Sounds beautiful. The yolk yolk of the egg. Okay. Is is la yema. Oh,
1: okay. Got it.
2: So, so here's what she did. This is what I watched her do. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) She'd separate the eggs. So, she'd separate, like, let's say, half a dozen eggs. Mm Mm-hmm. She'd whip the white into, like, hard peaks. And mm-hmm. then she'd fold in the um, the yolk. hmm While this is going on, she's got a pot of boiling water. Mm-hmm. Not a big pot, but just like, like, a, like a, a soft, um, like, a, like a medium-sized pot. Mm-hmm. So the medium sized pot is boiling. She puts it down to like a simmer, so it's not a roiling boil. And she spoons this these fluffy whites with the
1: yolk on top mm. of of the of the simmering water. Okay. So they float; they don't sink in. So they,
2: it 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 floats, and it's cooking on top of the water. And then she um, she folds them onto itself like a crate. Yep. Yep. So doble is to double. Uh huh. So then you have like this really super light crate, like like slash crate blend, uh huh. Uh huh. And she just keeps doing that till she's out. And now, as the water is boiling, she throws in like half a cup of sugar and makes simple syrup. Oh my
1: goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That's
2: with uh, you know, and grate some lemon onto it, and then uses the simple syrup to dress the crates that she just made. And oh. those were the yema dobles. Wow! It was such an act of
1: love and precision. And I'm like, How I, who the hell thought this was? <laughs> right? I was like, that's some advanced technique there. That's not <laughs> like grandmother cooking. That's pretty. I mean, when you said no. the simple syrup, I was like, okay, okay. And then very, yeah. very economic, economical, right? Like just Absolutely. using that same water, adding some sugar. Wow. It's like one bowl yeah. and one pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and, was
2: it. Wow.
1: I mean, and delicious. maybe she
2: put some vanilla extract in with the, with the egg whites. It's been a while now, so mm-hmm. I'm not quite – I don't quite remember. I, I just remember, like, just sitting there in wonder. And so part of it, too, was that when my mother was a teenager, she became a ladies' maid to um, uh, one of the very, very rich, prominent families in Havana really
1: oh wow yeah Yeah. so did they have like uh royalty like or they had aristocracy aristocracy okay wow okay um you know leftover from like Spain
2: Mm -hmm. and you know all that so they were part of the aristocracy they you know they had debutante balls Mm -hmm. they you know all of that and so my mom became the lady's maid to um there were they were two daughters Wow! In this family, and so she became the lady's maid to to them, and you know it was very much Downton Abbey, upstairs, downstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear all these great stories of what was happening in the front of the house, in the kitchen, and wow. what was wow. and, You know, wow. all of that. And so, one of my um, mother's beloved, one of the women that you know taught her. A, Many, a great many things wasn't just my great-grandmother not my, my, uh, my great-aunt but the, the woman who was the head cook
1: mm, okay.
2: in the kitchen who I, late, who I later met um, during one of my uh, trips to Cuba mm. and, and turns of fortune as, as did happen in that country um, she ended up living in the house that she worked in
1: no. When when
2: the when the owners when when uh, these people passed away,
1: wow.
2: Yeah, their children immigrated. Uh-huh. So, so both those and, be, and became you know very close friends. we you know remained very close friends with my mom, and they immigrated to the states. The parents stayed in Cuba, uh, and kept kept the cook. Wow. And she inherited the house. And when I went to Cuba to visit. And she did with her house.
1: Good for her. I mean, you never hear of anything like that happening. No, <laughs> that's amazing. No, that's what a great, great story. Yeah. So, yeah, did you visit Cuba? I mean, I f- I forgot the timeline of when we could travel there, but like after growing up, or uh, did, did you I I family went three there? times. I, I I hadn't been there in quite 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 some time. I but I as a teenager I did.
2: You I did. went three times. Oh wow. Um. And each time i like stayed just a little bit longer. Mm. Um, yeah. That's on something. my list
1: of places to go really is. I'd love, I mean, not only the flavors of the food that I know that I've been exposed to, mm-hmm. but the, the music. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the history, the arts. I mean, so much creativity coming out of that country.
2: Absolutely. 100
1: So is there anything um, that you didn't like growing up to eat that you like now? Um,
2: I, I, I never really, um, created a space for okra. I just, that's just one of the I just, there's no need for that.
1: Um, (laughs) oh, you're one of those okra haters. I am,
2: I am. I'm I'm, I'm one I just, and my mom needs to cook with it. And I just don't understand why. Let me fry up some okra for you. So many other things. (laughs) Um, but I just a greater appreciation for all vegetables in general-
1: mm-hmm.
2: really i mean we we didn't I, you know I'm part of that generation where you just didn't eat raw well veggies, yeah,
1: yeah, and
2: then working in a restaurant really helped broaden my horizon in those in in that way and mm-hmm. and as um I think food improved in general
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, as uh something to be enjoyed and not just consumed, mm-hmm. um, as I was growing up and, and, and going into my adulthood and, and, you know, takeout stuff got better and, and, and yeah. moving to Los Angeles where like suddenly the salads became delicious, like mm-hmm. people were doing all kinds of things, with mm-hmm. dressings and roasted vegetables. And, you know, it just wasn't,
1: what year did you move to LA, you know?
2: Iceberg lettuce and cottage cheese.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> boy, something. that's that's taking it way back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do remember that though. Uh, what year did you move to LA? Um,
2: ninety-seven. Okay, was sort of like my first foray.
1: Yeah, definitely. Food was getting good there, and now it's amazing. I love the yeah. LA food scene. Yeah, we got a lot of good options. Um, yeah, and that's, a. I mean, the beauty of L.A. and, you know, the big cities in America is we have all this access to a variety of food, of ethnic cuisines um, that are pretty authentic. But yeah. um, if you, if is there one cuisine that you really love and you've had, like, a good, like, authentic experience, but you've never been to the source? Like, where do you want to travel and taste that food firsthand?
2: Oh, um, Thailand
1: <laughs> I had a few, I didn't know that you had not been there but so many people have that on their list too yeah me too me yeah. too
2: yeah because I know I'm missing something right the closest the closest I got was um, and that's not to say I, I haven't had like pretty good Thai food here I'm sure but I um, I lived in New Zealand on and off for oh really three years oh, yeah because wow. that's where that's where um Hercules legendary legendary journey shot that's where Cleopatra apache 2525 shot oh. so i spent quite a bit of time in, in new zealand um and the food's list. great oh that's on in my list
1: too it's just supposed to be love it gorgeous and the people love it love it love wonderful. it maybe
2: they'll let us in someday
1: well i was i was gonna say <laughs> i mean the way they handled this situation that that's where i'm depending on how this election goes um, if it doesn't go the right way, I'm gonna run over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: But um, you know, just by proximity. hmm um, Right. Too. I, I, yeah. I had Thai food there, and <sighs> oh, it was it was worlds apart. hmm From what I had experienced. Oh wow. You know, in the states.
1: hmm
2: hmm Just a little closer to the source. You know, just
1: a little closer to the source. Just a little. In New Zealand
2: little. and 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 Sydney.
1: Oh, yeah. Australia. I mean, there's still so many. I've traveled a lot, but there's still so many places I still need to get to. Yeah. Um, I just can't. Well, we can do it again one day. I know it'll happen.
2: Yes, it'll happen. Yeah.
1: So and then what is who do you like to cook for? And, you know, what's your favorite thing to cook? Or let me not not who let's not go with who. Let's say, like, what do you like to cook for people? Like, what's your favorite? dish that you've you know enjoy sharing
2: um
1: ooh, um i i'm such a comfort food
2: person because cuban food to me is 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 that mm-hmm. cuban food for me really does typify comfort food mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not spicy but it's incredibly flavorful mm-hmm. it's um, when it's done right and it's really good, it's, you know, it's not the prettiest plate that you could ever put together. <laughs> if you're in a restaurant, it's, it's supposed to look good. Plating <laughs> is important. That's one thing. Right. But um, like when you're talking about rice and beans and, plantains. and stews and plantains yeah. and like just all of that, you know, all that goodness. It's like that gooey goodness that runs all over the place. Yeah. You, don't, you know, you don't want that neat. Yeah, it ain't right if it's all meat and contain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, it's gotta, it's gotta um, taste good.
2: Yeah, so you know, I remember uh, uh, I got to know Carla Hall a little bit because mm-hmm. I, I I used to be you know I was on the Chew a few quite a few times.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And one of the things that she would say is, "I want my food to hug you."
1: Oh, that's a good one.
2: And and that's how I've always felt about food. Mm-hmm. I, if you're in my home, if you're sitting at my table, I want you to feel good. Mm-hmm. I want you to feel taken care of. Mm-hmm. I want you to feel safe. And, and I want your mouth to just like, know that it's not an illusion.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> mhm. And that what's starting there is just going to filter all the way through the rest of your body. <laughs> See,
1: this isn't right. I'm all I've had today is a yogurt. I'm just like <laughs> ready to drive down to LA to get some <laughs> Cuban food. Uh, so
2: that, I so like... I keep that in mind, and I love, uh, you know, I love cooking. For people, because that's sort of part of the experience for mm-hmm. me. That's what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm alone in the house and there are leftovers, good for me. <laughs> um, uh, and sometimes, like I'll, I'll like I'll go all out and cook for myself um, because I can. Mm-hmm. But mostly, you know, the, the the joy is in cooking for for other people, and also experimenting. Like I'm I'm not um, I'm kind of fearless in the kitchen. All right. And for the first time, so funny, uh, last night I made, I had a, a friend over and and uh, Kevin's here and, I, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going down to New Orleans. I'm just, I'm going <laughs> south. I'm going south tonight.
1: Never a I bad out, place to go. Never oh a bad my place God. to go. Love that. And, and it started
2: because I was in my garden and I've got like all these tomatoes that like they're just my tomato garden has exploded oh,
1: it's so great
2: and um and I, there was this one vine that's so heavy with these big fat heirlooms but they were on the ground and I and I picked them up I picked up the vine to like have it rest mm-hmm. someplace higher so that the squirrels won't get to it and, um, and the vine snapped and uh, the, the vine snapped with these three luscious tomatoes, but they were green. Oh. And, and I went, I got a slab of bacon, like thick cut bacon in the fridge. i want to make fried green tomatoes. Oh. So I made, fried green tomatoes. I was like, what am I going to make with these fried green tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make shrimp and grits. Oh, look at you. Because all I, I did, all I needed is some andouille sausage. I went and I got my andouille sausage. I, you know, I found a recipe for shrimp shrimp and grits that mm. reminded me of like the, the shrimp and grits that I've had in New Orleans that mm-hmm. make me super happy.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: made some ridiculous, creamy, cheesy grits.
1: Well, I mean, that's just normal. <laughs> they have to be creamy and cheesy.
2: They have to be. And, you know, and I got it. Just, and it was a happy, happy time. And just to cut through all that, I made some Moscow Mule because you know ginger beer <laughs> and lime. I had some, there got the go. limes off of my lime tree, and it just, uh, you know,
1: it's living, just California living, right? We're, yeah, we're so lucky too. I don't take that for granted. I'm, I'm trying not to, you know, I don't know, sound like a spoiled Californian on my podcast. But I was talking about it with another local chef. We're just spoiled out here sometimes, though. It's it's you know, from a girl that grew up in the Bronx mm-hmm. to have a
2: garden, to be able to go out and get some limes mm. and, and tomatoes mm-hmm. and you know, I mean and cucumbers. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> and and peppers and and I can grow year round and, and, and it just feels sustainable and, and right and good and um so blessed.
1: Yes, and I think you know that's so blessed. It's got to be more of that happening in the future. You know, it's not um, an exclusive, um, you know, situation for people. Anyone can create a backyard garden in a you know um, a raised bed. Um, yeah, and it might not. And it might not growing
2: stuff inside too
1: it, with these hydroponic exactly like, like level, and it's amazing what you can do now. Even if it's just herbs, I mean, just think of the mm-hmm. money you save, you know, and just the inspiration. Yeah. Like if I see, you know, some basil, it's like that growing. It's like, oh, I forgot about pesto, which actually happened a week ago. I stopped at a, a farm stand. The basil was so gorgeous. And I had not mm. made a, a, pe- a pesto from scratch in years. And I was just like, wow, well, I think I'm going to do that. And it was amazing. There you go. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for giving us a little window into um, the life of Gina Torres. I really appreciate you (laughs) coming to Tanya's table and uh, taking some time with me to share, um, you know, your story and your love of food and and all those good things. And um, oh well,
2: thank you for deeming me interesting enough to do so. Oh my God, you are. <laughs> we could
1: we could keep on talking, but I think uh, my producer's ready to go. So, um, all right. <laughs> but and well, act- we will continue this conversation over some Cuban food at my house. We will, and uh, when give next my We can give my best to Delilah and Kevin. All right, I will. All right, I will, care. Absolutely. Okay. All right, honey. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Tanya's Table is a Mudhouse media production. Original music by Coffee Brown. Music is produced by Coffee Brown and Julie Wolf. Tanya's Table podcast is produced by brand AOK.
0: Like what you're hearing? Download and subscribe to all of our shows at mudhousemedia.com.